0: Welcome to the Nailed It Podcast with your host, Joseph Hughes, founder of Contractor Dynamics and creator of the Dynamic Accelerator Program, found at ContractorDynamics.com. Sit back, relax, and welcome to today's FIRE episode on the business of construction. All right, what's going on, everyone? I am here with my good buddy and business colleague, Benny Fisher, and we're going to be talking about One of the biggest problems, one of the biggest challenges that pretty much every contracting company owner faces, and I would say over 90%, maybe 95% of owners never actually overcome this challenge. And this is something that we have been helping clients with over the past almost decade here at Contractor Dynamics. It's something that Benny has actually overcome himself in his own contracting business. So we're going to walk through what that is and share some insights from Benny's experience and what we're doing as a team to help contracting companies overcome this challenge. Sounds like a big promise. you think we can deliver, Benny, or what? I think we're gonna give it the old college try, Joe. This is gonna be a good show, I can tell you that. All right, let's do it. All right, so I framed that up. Now we're gonna be sitting here for 30 minutes. So I hope that that hook kind of got you like on the edge of your seat uh, with your notebook out, or your, your notes app on your phone or your computer, or whatever, take some notes. And this is something that you're going to want to think about and then implement. It's not just, you know, Hey, a rah-rah session to make you feel good or, you know, to get you fired up a little bit. Like this is something that it, it can be, it can be life-changing. It can be business changing. So, um, we're here on a Saturday morning, carving out because We're both busy traveling all out, all over the country right now. And we're carving out time because this is really important to get out in front of the audience. So before we dive in, uh, let's give some context. Um, Benny, tell us about yourself, your business, and your relationship with Contractor Dynamics. Just kind of give a little bit of a a snapshot here.
1: Yeah, so I've had my own contracting business, a residential roofing company. Uh, We do 100% retail in the Pittsburgh market. We've been doing that for coming up on seven years. And um, I started out just completely by myself. I was a one-man show. I went out and hired my first crew. Uh, And then I was doing the selling, the marketing, the the operations, the invoicing. I literally was doing every single role that you could do in a roofing company except hammer the shingles on. Okay. so and I kind of elevated through that process all the way to where we are at today to where I'm actually now um, taking a role on the industry level where I'm helping uh, Joe, for instance, at Contractor Dynamics with um, some business growth leadership. Uh, coaching and what we do. Um, We'll get into a little bit of that. But I'm also going to do some speaking engagements for a couple of conferences this year. I'm also um, helping one of my buddies with his sales coaching program. And uh, I'm just gonna have a lot of fun. And I'm still on the leadership team. I'm still the CEO and visionary big fish contracting all at the same time. And I have a child on the way in September, my second one. So got a busy life going on.
0: Man, anything else you want to add? to it? I mean, that's that's crazy. Uh, that's yeah, I don't know. I mean, Good it's
1: stuff. fun. I, I, it's uh, yeah. I still have a, I have a passion for NFTs and cryptocurrency, and I'm a big fan of Gary V and Tony Robbins. I uh, I like to uh, I like to go on lots of vacations and trips,
0: and uh, like to travel the country. Love it, love it. Yeah, that's why we're here on a Saturday. I'm gonna be on the road this week. You're gonna be on the road this week, and uh, we we need to get this out. So we need to make it happen. So thanks for sharing that, Benny, as a context. Uh, and this is just important to know where you're getting information, right? There's a lot of info out there. There's a lot of nonsense out there. And we wanna give you the good stuff and just give you the, the confidence uh, that you can trust where this information, this knowledge is coming from. So if you don't know Contractor Dynamics, we are a marketing training company. We've been in business for a little over nine years right now, working exclusively with construction companies all over North America. And what we do is we help them build out their brand and run their own content and run their own social media ads and really build a marketing machine inside their business. So we do not provide ads, we don't build websites, we don't like do all those things. We train you and your company on how to do that. And the reason that I share that is because every successful company, and we'll get into this in a minute, Every successful company has systems by which they run their business, right? We get to a point where we, at the beginning of our businesses, that startup mode, we're hustling and we're grinding. And then we get to that point where we need to build out systems to get to that next level and to really build the business that 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 we want, right? And that's going to have that, that impact. So that's what we do here at Contractor Dynamics, and we recently... Uh, partnered up with Benny uh, as of, I guess, three months ago to two or three months ago to really help on, on our, our leadership team and to help provide guidance to our clients to help them basically achieve what Benny has achieved. So I'm going to get into that in just a minute, but just a little bit more context on your end, Benny. You are the visionary at Big Fish. You've got a lot going on what is it that you do? How many hours per week, approximately, are you are you working in Big Fish or on Big Fish? And what are you doing during that time?
1: So I've just recently transferred to um, where I am just doing a leadership meeting once a week. Uh, so it's an hour and a half. I also meet with um, my former executive assistant, Mallory, who's now in charge of sales and marketing uh, for the company. Uh, I meet with her for a half hour to an hour every week to kind of go over um, what's kind of going on in the sales department, what's going on in the marketing department. Uh, And then I also meet with our uh, president and integrator of the company, Rob. Um, Do about an hour a week, but we're going to actually try to um, go to four hours once a month to have a really, really thorough same page meeting. Um, he's only been with the company for 15 months. So during that last 15 months, I was just trying to give him as much information at a steady clip as I could, but he's pretty much all trained up on all the um, nuts and bolts of how a roofing company works. And um, really they just need my guidance and and, and advice when, you know, there's sticky situations or there's something that they want to do. Um, I'm usually a pretty good guy to run those things by.
0: All right, awesome. So you're at a handful 4 handful hours. Yeah, 4, four
1: hours. hour 4 hours. Now I think about the business a lot more than that. Right. Uh, I think about the business probably I'd say 20 to 30 hours a week, you know, in my thoughts, there's always things that are happening. Me still being really close to the roofing industry, working with contractors at at contractor dynamics, working with marketing people at contractor dynamics, working with other industry leaders in the roofing business. I still maintain all my big relationships with, you know, the manufacturers like GAF and beacon roofing. So I got my ear to the grindstone on everything that's actually happening in roofing. So I can take that knowledge and give that back to my company.
0: That's awesome, and if you read, I just happen to have this because we were going over this yesterday uh, as a team. Ooh, that's that's one of my favorite books. I know, bro, and and I know so many people have like picked this book up, or they've heard of it, or they have you know maybe read it or cruised through it, and haven't implemented it. And I'm gonna raise my hand there, right? I first read this in 2017, and just now in 2022, five years later. Uh, partly inspired by Benny. We were actually implementing this. So we were going through our level 10 meeting agenda yesterday uh, at, at our Q3 kind of kickoff meeting. And that's why I had the book on my desk. But anyway, if you read that book and you look at the definition of a visionary, like those are the things that a visionary does, right? You focus, you're thinking about the business, the strategic direction, uh, you know, the, the team, the leadership team, and then building those those strategic relationships, if it's with suppliers, vendors, you know, other people uh, in the in your sphere of influence. So um, that's really cool. The four hour four hour work week. To bring up another book by Sam I wish. Faris. Well, I
1: wish it was just actually four hours and that was it. I mean, I actually don't wish that. So to be honest with you, everybody says that's the dream, but guys that can get that, they just have ten companies that they're working four hours each on. That's that's really <laughs> the only that's really the only difference because at the end of the day you can't just stop a a, a mind and a heart that really wants to keep growing and impacting people. Um, It's impossible. So just for everybody listening out there, if you have a dream that where you just want to like make money and like sit on the sidelines, it's probably going to be hard for you to even get to that point to where then you can just sit on the sidelines because it's like, I don't know how they do it because even if I had $10 billion right now and in a sunny beach sitting right out there waiting for me, I don't think I'd be able to sit there all day and just kind of hang out and just soak in the sun. I'd have to be constantly building something, helping somebody, uh, and, and do something that I love. But, uh, and to me, like that's, that's work. That's my work. You know, it's not, is it digging ditches? No. Um, but it's doing the work that I love with the people that I want to do it and kind of doing it on my, uh, my way and my on my time frame.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, I, I'm probably at the point where I could maybe not four hours a week, but I could probably work ten hours a week and just kind of maintain the business and as it is and make good income and all that. Uh, and that's that's hey, that, I'm grateful to to be in that position. But um, you know, that's not. I, I need to wake up and have that purpose every day as well. So, um, so anyway, all right, good good. Let's teach them how for, to get there. Yeah, all right, let's go, Benny. So here's the problem. And I know that this is going to be you know, we really want to dig dig the knife into this kind of pain point right now because we've we've all been there. You no, know, I'm there in some aspect right now. I'm a little overwhelmed as an owner, just to be transparent. But here's the thing: what uh, you know, you might look at, at different stats online as far as the percentage of contracting businesses that that go out of business, you know, in year one, year two, year five, the percentage that lasts to year 10, which is that is definitely in the single digits, right? And the biggest thing that, that we see, and and probably most people can resonate with this is that as an owner, you're just completely overwhelmed. Like you're working too many hours. There aren't enough hours in the day. You finish up Friday night or Saturday, whatever your your end of the the kind of work week is, if it ever has an end and you're like, man, I just like, I, I just, I can never catch up. Like I'm exhausted. I can only do so much. I put out fires every day. Um, I feel like I can never get ahead. Like, you know, maybe I listen to podcasts and watch videos with Benny and Joe and read these books. And I, and I know like kind of what I need to do to work on the business, but I can't seem to get myself out of, of of the weeds and working in the business. And that's just like a natural thing with business owners, right? We start out, as I mentioned, and we just hustle and grind and we claw our way through, you know, those first couple of years we get to, you know, whatever that level is, in the roofing industry, usually like one or 2 million, right? We hustle there, we sell, we make some money, and then we hit this ceiling and we're like, man, like I just can't hustle anymore. I can't drink anymore Red Bull. Like I can't like, I'm just tapped out, right? So we need to build out some systems and and I need to get out of my own way as an owner in order to build a team, in order to build the systems, in order to, to actually get to that next level and build like, you know, a real quote unquote real business. And most owners never get out of that, of that phase. And that's why so many companies just go out of business. It's burnout. It's just running out of cash. It's just like not being able to juggle everything. And, um, and that's a real, that's a real problem. Can I get so Can I get
1: well, in? Can I get in there for one second to paint a little darker picture for you, Joe? Yeah. That, yeah. That was, that's the I clean version. That, that's the clean version. Okay, (laughs) that's the that's the version that people say, but there's a lot of people, and again, I was there. Okay, so I'm speaking from experience that you know started the business with good intentions. First of all, the only reason I started my business is because I had to I had to get a job, right? Like I had to like I had to do something to support my family. I had a wife and a kid, and I realized that like I had to do something, right? And for whatever reason, I wasn't fitting in in any of the other places I've ever worked at in my whole entire life. So I'm like, I'm gonna do it myself. Well, hundred hours a week later, you know, with a new baby and a wife and a family and trying to like do all that stuff, you know, you can't be all things to all people. So that starts to erode. Your family life starts to erode. Then if you have some type of bad habit, and for me, that was drugs and alcohol. And I got into a very, very, very bad rut to where... Because I experienced some of that in my 20s, I kind of knew what that feeling was. I knew that I could, oh, if I just take the drugs and the alcohol, it's going to at least make the pain go away temporarily. Like I knew long term, like it ain't no good for anybody. And I've seen all the stories of all the contractors that that do it and then still can't go to work the next day. They still can't pay their bills. The, the habits are more fun than the work. And then it starts to get lopsided. Luckily for me, my business never, um, you know, we never, we never missed payroll, never like missed any things like that. But I tell you what, it was destroying me on the inside and I couldn't figure out how to like what I was doing wrong. Like, you know, how could this be happening to me again? I feel like it happened to me at every single job that I ever had. It's happening to me at my own company. The first year was all fun. The second year was starting to get really, really hard. Right. Because the first year, man, money's coming in. Everyone's high fiving, like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, this is awesome because you're the only employee usually, or there's only a couple of people that you have to pay. So like, you know, you can actually generate a lot of income if you work really hard. But then right. after that, when you start hiring people, more people, more problems, back then I looked at them as problems because I couldn't figure out how to solve them. Now I look at them as opportunities. People are just opportunities to, to be able to grow and develop. But back then, I mean, it was hard. Um, it, it was really hard. It was, it's, it almost cost me my life.
0: Thanks for sharing like that. That's, that's real. We see so much of that in, in any industry really. And, you know, I've gone through bouts of like, not necessarily drugs and alcohol, but like depression and just, you know, like stress and just where it bleeds over into your family. And uh, it's, you know, it's no good. It's not, it's not fair to those that, that love you and that, you know, they're in your inner circle. So It, par- it paralyzes you. It really, no matter it, what, it
1: no matter what you do to cope whether, you know, whether you sit in your room and pout, whether you go and rage at people, whether you drugs, alcohol, whatever you do in life, to cope with the pain, it paralyzes you. And then it makes it even harder to come out of it because then, you know, obviously if we knew how we wouldn't have got ourselves there to begin with, nobody wants to live like that. Right. Like, and that's the thing with all these gurus come on stage and all these coaches and trainers and everybody says, Hey, buy this. And, you know, read that book, right. Traction, read the book. I read the book too, Joe. That's yeah. what it didn't mean anything to me the first time I read it. Cause I wasn't in enough pain. I didn't have also have enough people. Um, so when you're like, you know, a smaller company, with only a couple of people. Sometimes it's hard to like conceptualize what's in that book. Uh huh. Um, just because you're thinking like, well, I got to do that. I got to do that. I got to add more to it. Like I got to do more, like I got to do more. And I think we're going to talk about that.
0: Yeah, totally. It's, it, it can be overwhelming. And when I read it in 2017, we started to implement it, but Uh, we probably weren't, we probably weren't ready either, you know? So this is my, I think my third reading of it, but, but yeah, I mean, dude, that's so true. You get into that, that rut, you get into that paralysis. And one of the worst things is in any problem, if it's business or personal is when you think like, you know, you're the only one going through that, that, that Valley, Right. But, you know, that's what's, that's what I love about like social media, you know, YouTube podcasts, like you, you can connect with people traveling around the country, you connect with people and then you realize, man, we all go through the same shit. Like we all go through it and, you know, different, different levels, different, you know, severity, but like we all go through it and like business is, I don't want to oversimplify it, but it is, it's, it's simple once you break it down. And there's a bunch, there's a, there's a few key systems that we need to understand. And it starts with mindset and it goes into intention and it goes into like aligning your actions with those intentions of what you really want to build and realizing that like, you don't have to try to figure it out all on your own. There's books like traction. There are, you know, people like Benny, there are, you know, industry conferences and events and other resources and training programs and things like that. And people throw shade on like the gurus and the training programs. And I get it, man. Like it's easy to come out of the woodwork and establish yourself as an expert. So that's why you need to do your research. That's why we take the time to get on here and kind of share our stories and our backgrounds. So you have some context as to where you're getting this knowledge, but like that is a, I'm not going to call it a fast track to success, but it's a way to kind of compress time and to minimize some of those mistakes that you need to make along the way because we're going to make mistakes. We can't eliminate them, right? But maybe we can shorten that learning curve. Maybe we can like, you know, like maybe those problems cannot be so severe. Maybe they, you know, maybe we don't have to be, you know, all the way stressed out, you know? Does that make sense? Well, and yeah, and it does. And I
1: realized that I was searching for something, right? When I was on this lonely road, I was searching for success. I was searching for personal success and like not having to feel the pain and be able to live a fulfilled life. And I couldn't figure out how to do it. So, you know, I joined local community groups, right? With other business leaders, you know, they weren't roofing specialized ones. You know, now they have groups like Contractor Dynamics where like you're really in a specialty circle with a bunch of contractors all over the country. You're learning from people that are doing the same thing. You know, I had to go learn with, you know, I, I sat at a table with an HVAC contractor. I sat at, I was, but that was the only other contractor. All the rest of them had like, you know, I was at a nonprofit. I was at some other business groups. But then I started slowly shifting my mindset. Luckily, they didn't hand me a bunch of stuff to do because I was already overwhelmed trying to do all the sales, the marketing, the ops, right? Trying to keep the company floating. You know, what do you say, Joe, to the people that like, you know, like traction? Like I couldn't implement all that stuff by myself when I first read the book. That's why I threw the book down. I, I grabbed the book. I read a couple of chapters and I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, i like, I quit college because I couldn't read textbooks. I, I can't go put all this stuff yeah. in action right now. What do you what do we do about that?
0: Yeah. So like we have to get out of our own way. And and I'm working on this right now. Like I'm feeling overwhelmed as an owner right now. I'm in the weeds a little bit more than I, than I should be right now. And we're looking to make three key hires this quarter that are going to free up a lot of my time to be able to work more on the business and whatnot. So like, we're going through this, I'm going through this with my business coach, my Claudio, give him a shout out. Um, And, and so what happens is like, We get so overwhelmed and and what we're doing as a company at Contractor Dynamics is we train our clients, like I said, on how to do marketing and how to generate their own leads and their own appointments and their own sales. And when our clients do the work, that works. We've got like a ton of case studies out there on our website and whatnot here on YouTube and whatnot. So it works. But what we don't want to happen is we don't want our clients to become a victim of their own success, right? You already have a full plate and then you're throwing on you know, more business, hiring more people, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing, and we don't want like things to break because the systems aren't there. And what we, we saw quite frankly, is uh, you know a few of our clients would um, get so overwhelmed and they, they had to hire people, they had to figure out like the next steps in their business and they would like take a step forward with the marketing but then they'd have to take a few steps back and like go fix a bunch of foundational things before they could build any higher so we said you know one of our core values here at contractor dynamics is that we help our clients win and if we're helping our clients get more leads and sales and appointments and and really build their brand and grow but we're not helping them with those other systems then we're doing them a disservice we're doing they're doing their their customers their customers a disservice because they're not able to provide an amazing service to their property owners their clients and then we're doing ourselves a disservice as a company because we're not truly helping our clients win. And if they're not winning, then then we're not winning and then we can't work with them long term, right? And have that mutually beneficial relationship. So we said, you know, we want our clients to to build amazing businesses, not just not just marketing, not just leads, sales, whatever. So we need to like help them with these other things. Now, I have a bunch of business experience working for my my family's business for, for a while as a sixth generation family member. I, I learned a ton there. I've learned a ton by executing as an owner the last nine years at Contractor Dynamics, but we really wanted to bring in someone that, that is an active contracting company owner uh, Benny here. That's why we're sitting here to help our clients with those other systems, like hiring, like training, like building out a sales team, uh, like, like w- all of the things that we need to build out, you know, knowing their numbers, knowing your financial numbers, like knowing all these things. So you have that solid foundation. So when you're like, Hey, I'm at 2 million, I want to go to five or I'm at 10 and I want to go to 20, or we have our client, Jeff, who I think is at three, and he wants to go to fifty, not next year, but like that's his kind of that's a big Jeff. Vision. Yeah, I yeah.
1: Love Jeff. So Jeff's like, my kind of guy, man. We're gonna rock with Jeff.
0: I like, that. yeah, and and he'll get there, no doubt. Oh, he's gonna you know, get like, there. <laughs> that's a big ass vision, man. Like, and he's in Texas, so everything's bigger in Texas. So we're we're ready for it, but like you're not going to go from three to 50 by just like getting some more leads, right? Like you got to have some solid systems. Well, in and place. even
1: if you got great salespeople to, to sell those leads, then how are you going to deliver all that? You know, how are you going to go find all those crews? How are you going to get all the counting, you know I mean? Invoices and payments you got to process. I mean, it is a lot of like, and that's the, and there's like a lot of work in there. That's not actually like the fun part. Like, you know, for a lot of us watching this call, you know, sales and marketing is a little bit more, you know, on the fun side of the business, you know, Operations and accounting, I mean, like, all you're doing is putting more pressure. When you do one department really well, you're putting pressure on all the other departments. And you're only as good as your weakest department.
0: You're right. So true. Yeah, we, we had, um, when we sent out our Q3 goals, we're recording this in July, beginning of Q3, we had some targets. Uh, and then we actually paired them down. We actually brought them brought them down a little bit because we don't want to grow too fast. Like one of our, like I said, we want to help our clients win. Our brand is everything. Our relationships with our clients are everything. And we knew that if we start bringing on more clients we can handle, then that's just going to jeopardize everything. And uh, you got to be really really careful about that. That
1: that happened to me too. We just made an adjustment mid-year. I had a big growth plans. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, Jeff, you know, I want to go from, I want to go from zero to hero overnight. Yeah. Um, only because I want to have more of an impact. It's not because of the money. It's because of, I want to be able to hire more people. I want to be able to have a better team. I want to be able to have better processes. I want to be able to take care of more customers, right? Because I'm watching customers get taken advantage of, especially yes. in this, this market that we're going into right now. There's a lot of those roofing companies that come out of the gate, you know, a couple of years ago when it was easy to sell stuff and it was easy to get leads. And guess what? All those guys now are struggling and what they do to survive is they do some unscrupulous things. And, and the homeowner is the one that's left holding the bag. And then it gives us contractors a bad name. And that's why I'm trying to consistently grow um, sometimes a little bit faster than my own good, but we got that under wrap. We, we did an adjustment mid-year and uh, we're back on track and we have a good plan going. And, um, and I'm, I'm now finally seven years into this thing. Okay. With, you know, 20% growth over every year, like 15% <laughs> yeah. growth. Like I was trying to get 60 you know, like, I got, like, you know, I went from 1 million to 2 million to 3 million to 4 million to 6 million. And I was trying to go to 10, like, you know, it's just, it's a lot of pressure on my people. And, um, could we have gotten there? Is there enough customers? Is there enough work? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, but to do it the right way and and to do it the way that's, you know, best for our people, it was best to adjust and, um, and realize that we're going to work on some things internally rather than externally.
0: Yeah. And in the long run, like everyone's better for that. Like your customers, your company, your people, they're going to stay longer because there's less pressure on them. Um, And then like kind of zooming out, it's like, you'll, you'll get there, just zoom out. We We have time. Right. And you're all about customer service. We're all about customer service as well. So like that is number one. That's a number one priority. Uh, So to dig into this a little bit more, like the structure in which Benny has been helping our clients. So again, our marketing training programs, we're working with our clients, whether it's an owner or whether it's a marketing manager at a roofing or contracting company, which is actually most of our direct clients, uh, we're doing that on a weekly basis. And what we're doing with Benny is we've broken up our clients into little pods, little teams of six, five or six. So we've got a white team, we've got a blue team, we've got a black team, we're building out other teams right now. And we're taking those groups of six in little pods uh, so that they get to kind of know each other and know, their, you know one another's businesses and strengths and weaknesses and things like that. And we have a deep dive two hour call uh, on Zoom once a month, and we go through and identify, discuss, and solve issues in, in, in the different businesses. So it's really cool because, you'll, you know, we've got guys that are like, man, we've got some young guys. who are like 22 years old that are just like starting up like one guy's just starting out with his, his first CRM right now, actually, uh, which Tyrell, which is awesome. Then we got guys like Brian who've been doing this for a while. who are doing government projects. Oh, he, he brings so
1: much. He brings so much expertise to the to the call and to the to the group. That's one of the things I like about the group it's not, you know, it's not the Ben show. It's not the Joe show. It's not the Brian show. It's, it's the us show. Like we're all kind of like learning from each other. And I don't know about you, Joe, but that's, you know, when I told you about those little community groups in Pittsburgh that I attended um, before I met some of these other bigger roofing one masterminds um, you know, that's how I learned. I learned how to model some of the things they were doing. I would bring that back to my business. And when I came back to my business, I was bigger, faster, stronger, and my people kept thinking I was always like so smart and so intelligent, but really I was just taking, you know, John's idea and, and Jimmy's idea and Susie's idea. And then kind of bring them to big fish, modify and tweak them a little bit to make it our own and, and boom and and then make it happen. And, and that's how we all learn. And then when you combine that with um, different levels of experiences and different markets, I mean, ma- true magic can really start to happen. Um, plus you get to make some friends in the process, hopefully lifelong friends. I know that, uh, some of my best friends in the roofing business I've met over the last couple of years, either at conferences or in masterminds. And uh, you know, we still talk to this day.
0: Yeah. Hey, case in point right here. You and I talk almost every day, whether it's on you know, Messenger or, or uh or uh, text or call or Zoom or whatever. So yeah, that's it's really cool. But yeah, I mean, just the diversity of experience in in the little pods. I mean, we've got, you know, guys, like I said, just starting out, guys that are you know have a lot of experience. And then we have companies that are like all, you know, uh, insurance restoration based. And then we have other companies that are all uh, retail and they're learning from one another. We've got commercial uh, guys that do all commercial guys that are doing mostly residential. They want to get into commercial. Uh, a few guys, surprisingly, we learned on that first call that are doing government jobs, which is which is really cool. Um, Yeah, so- there's also
1: a couple. There's also a mix of like roles. Like there's guys that were more we have a couple of guys that were business guys that just decided to get into the roofing business, which I thought's really cool. We yeah. got guys that were roofers. Okay. Actual roofers, carpenters, trades guys yeah. that are now roofing owners. We got sales guys in the group. We got guys that like marketing in the group. We have a, a lady that's uh, really specializes in accounting. Uh, she's in the group. I mean, which, and that's what I love about the diversity of the group is the different levels of experiences, the different um, backgrounds that people come from. I love that for, I, I'll be honest, that first call is always my favorite when we get to learn about everybody and kind of like go through and tell us a story about kind of how you started and wh- what you do. And because, and then where you want to go, right? What's that, what's your vision for your company? Cause it's really hard to put a story together or put something together and actually add value. If you don't kind of know where someone was been, where they're at now and where they want to go. Um, Cause you need that perspective.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I had a call on Thursday with a, uh, I guess I would say a former client of ours, uh, who's doing really well and just kind of wanted to, you know, they're, they're, they're doing great, but he's looking to build out more of his personal brand content wise and all that sort of thing. And, uh, so he was wanted to kind of pick my brain on, on some ideas. And the first thing I said is like, well, what's your vision for this? Like, what do you want to, what do you want from this and why? And that's going to frame up how I'm going to try to, you know, give him the best possible advice that I can. But if you don't know where someone's going, uh, then it's, it's, you know, you can give them tactical advice, but it may or may not be, uh, you know, the right answer. It might not be in their best interest, you know?
1: Yeah. Look at the, the platinum growth leadership call that we do once a month. Look at that as like a two hour group therapy session where we all kind of listen to each other's issues and we all help each other solve problems. It's exactly what we do. And at the end of the day, you know we become friends and then we have somebody to chat with during the week during the month post on facebook like our post share our post text somebody if they're you know they need some help and um and that's and that's what the other thing too joe i think we failed to mention is at the beginning of the call we pick one topic that we think everybody could use a little extra uh lesson on uh and we talk about that for 15 or 20 minutes i know one of the calls we did recruiting uh, I know we're doing sales this month. Um, I know, uh, you know, we do, we'll probably do one on leadership. Um, so we'll, we'll have like a topic like that. You know, I definitely want to do one on accounting and money um, yeah. because I think, you know, if you don't know your numbers in your business, I mean, you know, how can you even start to fix things if you don't know where you're at? Uh, so there's a lot, a lot of good stuff coming up in this, uh, this platinum group.
0: Yeah, so that's what's called platinum leadership coaching. Uh that which is a part of our platinum marketing training program. I know a lot of, a lot of big words in there, but uh that's what we're going with the platinum. Uh yeah, so we're onboarding our third our third uh team this month we'll have our call, I guess the 21st of, of July and get to know we've got we've got some some big uh some some really good quality companies in there. Again, in this group of six, man, we've got a guy here in New Jersey who's like kind of startup-ish. You know, small, trying to I think probably crack that first million. Um, We've got company that did um, eighteen million last year. They're looking to go to to thirty-five. Yeah, we can learn Um, a lot from them. But you know what's the common? The common denominator is that everyone's humble enough to say, "Hey, I don't know it all." Even the guy that said eighteen, like he doesn't know it all. He doesn't. He's never been to thirty-five. Um, so, you know, we're making sure that like, everyone's humble and just like, Hey, I've gotten this point, but like, you know, it's because of this and I, it's not because of, I'm the best business person ever. Right. So he's got a lot of good constantly- people. He, he's What's got that? a lot
1: of, he's got to have to a lot of people. You got a lot of people, right? So the, the when you say numbers like that, I don't know if he's doing residential or commercial, but if he's doing residential, he's doing those kind of numbers. He has a lot of people right? There's a lot of people. And with lots of people, you have lots of different experiences and you learn lots of different things. Because at the end of the day, we first start out in the customer business where we're, we're serving customers. Then we turn into the, hey, we're serving our team. We're in the employee business. Like we're trying to make our life better for our employees. And uh, at the end of the day, though, they're both people. And um, and. It, We're all in the people business and uh, we can all learn from people's experiences, whether you're a one man show and you're doing, you know, $500,000 or if you're a hundred million dollar company and you got a team of, you know, 200 people uh, and that's the beauty of it. And I think that uh, all great leaders are humble enough, I think, to know that they always have to get a little bit better and they can learn from, from anybody in life.
0: Absolutely. That humility is probably one of the biggest characteristics of uh, of great leaders in, in my opinion and experience. So bringing it down to a tactical level, again, this isn't about like adding things to your plate to do. It's like, oh man, I can't even like comprehend adding more, doing more things. I'm already tapped out. I'm already like, I already have decision fatigue every day. This is about like taking a step back from your business, you know, 10,000 foot view, 30,000 foot view, whatever you want to look at it and saying like, Hey, I need to like, I need to stop doing some of these things. Right. Or here's a system I need to develop. And I need to task this person in my company to, to develop that. And I need to, you know, get out of that part of my business. And a big part of traction EOS is delegate and elevate, right. I need to delegate this to someone. I need to elevate up to the leader that I need to be to grow to that next level. And so from a tactical perspective, like One of the things I did this week is I, uh, I do this thing called the leadership task filter, uh, probably once a quarter. And basically it's a, it's a Google sheet that I leave open on a tab in my browser for the entire week. And as I go throughout my day and the week, I will list every single thing I do, like doing this recording, responding to emails, uh, you know, commenting on, in Facebook groups, like every single thing I'm doing. Um, and then at the end of the week, I have a really clear idea of how I spent my entire week. And then I can say, all right, well, these are like, where, where do we want to be, right? We want to be a $10 million company. Well, the CEO or the owner of a $10 million company uh, doesn't email clients to ask why they're, you know, to get a new uh, updated credit card number or, you know, doesn't like, is not doing these things, right? So how can I get rid of these things, either delegate them to someone on our team currently, Or either batch a bunch of those things that I'm doing and say, you know what, if we had someone in here for 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week, that person could handle those things and take, you know, and free up 20 hours a week of my time or five hours a week or 10 hours a week, whatever that is. And that's how we're able to, to elevate. Uh, So that's what I'm working on. Has that been kind of what you have done over the past few years to elevate yourself to a, to a visionary? I wish I would have done that
1: the first few years for sure. But as soon as I started learning about delegate and elevate, um, which was, I don't know, only about two and a half years ago, I think I started with EOS maybe two years ago. um, That's when I actually like, And I don't know if I did it as good as you probably do, Joe, because I know you, you're probably really like dialed in you probably write all the tasks down. I just knew that like, oh, crap, you know, I'm spending 10 hours a week in the accounting department. Oh, I'm spending 10 hours a week in the marketing department. Oh, I'm still selling, you know, a million dollars worth of roofs. You know, that's probably 30 or 40 hours a week. You know, I'm doing, I had to visit this many job sites, right? Like it was always in my head of like things that I, you know, I, I take things in clumps and said, all right, I can't do that anymore. I cannot right. go to a customer's house and sit at a job site and make sure that, you know, Manuel and, you know, Tommy are getting along nice and making sure that the customer's having a good time. Like, like I can't do that anymore. We got to find somebody that can do that because I can, that's trainable, right? It's, it's, it's easier for me to train that than it is maybe a sales process or maybe, you know, a, a, how to do marketing. Cause it, so I just figured out how I could train different people to do different things. And I just kept, I kept moving around until finally, you know, the, the last role that had me in is a sales manager, which is, man, that's the role I, sh- I struggle with the most. And uh, I finally just said, you got
0: to find somebody that's got more patience than me because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got that <laughs> patience. Well, you're, you, what you mentioned before is that like, you, you can read a book like this, right. But you're not going to do anything until that pain is so deep. And that happened to me on Thursday. I don't want to say the pain was so deep, but Thursday, two days ago, I was reviewing my day and I was looking at my, my top five priorities. I do a power list every day, which is like the top five things I want to get done every day, the big priority. So if I can check those off, I win the day. Uh, That comes from Andy Frisella. And so I looked at my day. I'm like, man, I didn't get those things done. Like, I didn't, I didn't get them done. Like, it, like what happens in my day? And I went back and I looked at my calendar and like, I just got that granular and I'm like, all right, I had this client call. I was on this group call. I did this other thing. I did this other call. And then like, if you factor in, you know, the prep for those calls, you know, the actual call, you know, call a meeting, a call appointment, whatever. And then the follow-up, right. I'm like, okay, I literally did not have time to get these things done that I wanted to do. So, And, and again, tomorrow, I'm not going to have that time either. So I need to start saying no. I need to stop doing – I just can't continue to do these things if we want to get to that next level. And so I did that, and I kind of came to that realization. And I had our leadership team call yesterday – uh, I, I asked Elizabeth, I said, Hey, like do you, do you, do you think I'm in the weeds too much? Like, do you think I need to be doing th- these things? She's like, you absolutely need to stop doing some of these things. So it's awesome to have, like, it's awesome to have a team or, you know, a spouse or a partner, or, like whatever it is to, to, to hold you accountable and to say, Hey, Joe, Hey, Benny, it's okay. If you don't do those things, because I hold on to those things as an owner, because I've been doing those things for so damn long for so many years. Like I feel wired, you're wired. Yeah. You program, you programmed yourself. Right. And now I need that permission for someone to say, whether it's like Elizabeth or, or a coach to say, Hey, it's okay. It's not only, is it okay? It's imperative that you stop doing those things or else you're just going to be stuck in this like this hamster wheel for, for, for more years. Right. Wait till um, they come
1: to you and say, Joe, if you do it again, I'm quitting.
0: Yeah. Because right.
1: That's, that's, that's when, you
0: know, it's like, all right, cool. I
1: get it. I get it. All right. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done.
0: I'm like, all right. Or it's like, you know, they might not say it that way, but it's like, Oh, they're we're frustrated actually, with,
1: it. Oh no, they don't yeah, like, yeah. they don't like us visionary guys running around the office and getting in too many things because we, you know, we like to like, we like to fix and make everything better. And we try to like always improve. And like, which is good in the macro, but in the micro in some of these situations, once your company's kind of moving along,
0: it's actually detrimental and, and affects team health. Right. And people are going to leave because they're frustrated because they're not advancing. Like we're, we're interviewing a uh, really good candidate for uh, a position here at contractor dynamics now. And, and the reason that she's leaving her co- the company she's working with is because like there's no like it's just chaos. There's no sense of like order. There's no like elevation. She's just like doing too many things and that she was not hired to do. Yeah, uh, she's she in the crazy. Hired.
1: She's in the crazy hamster wheel. She's like in the hamster wheel that's got like a a carousel going around like that. And it's going like that. Yeah.
0: Right, right, right. And she doesn't know what's going on because she's not the owner. So it's even worse. Because like, oh, It's all locked owner, up least... in his head. It's all locked up in his head. Exactly. Yeah. If you're the owner, at least it makes sense in your beautiful mind somehow, like some way. But like, if you're a team member, you're like, I don't know what, I, like what's going on is his, in his head. So yeah, I guess we got on a tangent there, but it's like, if you don't, if you don't do those things, like people are going to leave because they're like, you know, this is just like, I don't see myself advancing in this company. Yeah. You don't really want
1: to let that happen, especially with somebody good. No, absolutely. So you got to go out and get it. Get, get, you got to go find a hobby. You got to go find another role. You got to go find, make a bigger impact. That's what yeah. I've had to do with myself. So instead of just doing like stuff just to do it, because that's how we've been programmed our whole life, work hard, work, hard, work, 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 work. Yeah. All right, Cool. Like, give me a bigger purpose. Give me a bigger, just go dream bigger, go do bigger things. Like, you know, and if you can't do that, just go to your local soup kitchen, man, and hand out some food or something like just get out of the way of your own company.
0: Yeah, you have to fill the void. Absolutely. You got to do something.
1: No, you got to do something. You can't just go listen. These people that say, oh, I'm just going to go vacation for the rest of my life. No, man, like it, that's 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 a recipe for disaster. If you're really an entrepreneur and you're really a builder.
0: Yeah, no one wants to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, let, let's bring How it do on, they get? How do, they, how do they get in? How do they get into your program, Joe? Because I, I, I actually don't even know how to get into your program. There's there's a sales. Uh, there's a sales pro in you. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to, I want to offer a solution, right? So two, two kind of solutions slash calls to action At number one, like, again, going back to the beginning of this episode, like take notes, implement this, go take a walk in the woods or on the beach or wherever, like get out of your daily grind and like really have, have a good think about like, what is it that I want to build? Like, what is that business that I wanted to build when I first started out? Right, and there's a good chance that what you wanted to build when you first started out is like is over here, and you might be over here, right? Um, because we just get stuck in in so much of the weeds. So that's number one. Like get get really clear on your vision. Understand that you don't have to figure it out on your own. There's books. There's resources like this. Let us reach out to either one of us on a personal level. You know, we're happy to help. Um, and really, like, start to get out of your own way and start to implement this, start to like talk to your team and and they're gonna be more capable. They're more capable than you think they are, right? If you share with your team, even if it's just a spouse or one other person right now, if you're small, whatever the situation is, like they're gonna be able to help you come up with ideas, Um, chances are they're thinking about ways to like improve and grow your business, even if they're not sharing those things with you. I know that because whenever, and I try to be as open as possible with our team and we all have this like open line of communication where they can bring ideas to me, call me out and say, hey, you know, why are we doing things this way? You know, in a nice way, right? So involve your team in that. And really like, like say no, like start saying no to certain things. We need to get rid of the good to make room for the great. And in if a kind wanna, way. In a kind way. In a kind way. Yeah. Say no in a kind way. Yeah. A, sorry, this just doesn't align with my priorities right now. I need to focus on these things. You know, whether it's saying that to your team or our customers that aren't a good fit or opportunities um, that that come up all the time that just aren't aligned with your vision. We just can't say yes to everything. And then, if you want to learn more about our marketing training program, uh, to get into, you know, monthly zoom calls with Benny and I, and these pods, these teams that we have to really build out these systems, then, uh, reach out to me, reach out to Benny, go to contractordynamics.com, get in touch. You know how to get in touch with us, uh, send a DM, whatever that is. And we'll just hop on. Like we're not, you know, I'm not a hardcore sales guy. Um, we've got a couple of sales guys, uh, Dan and Alex, we call marketing advisors, like whether it's Benny or me or Dan or Alex or Elizabeth, like we'll hop on and we'll give you some advice on what you need to do based on where you're at. If that means, you know, working with us, awesome. We'll make that invitation. If that means, Hey, you know, uh, try this thing or you need some sales training. You don't need marketing training. You need sales training, or you need something else. Then we're, we're happy to point you in that direction. Another one of our core values here at contractor dynamics is that we're trusted advisors, so we're going to advise anyone, whether it's a client, a prospect, a stranger, on what's best for them, whether that means working with us or not, because we 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 know that in the long term, it's always gonna it's always gonna be a win for everyone, right? Um, so yeah, that's it. I mean, do the work, really think about this stuff. Number one, and if you want some hands on help with this, the marketing training and and the business coaching with uh, with Benny. Um, and he's very accessible as am I, then reach out to us, right? Send a DM, go to our website, contractordynamics.com and get in touch and, you know, let's chat.
1: That's really good, Joe. I think, well, I'd like to add one more thing to that before we actually close, close. It's really important when you go on this journey, if you haven't ever figured out who you are as a person and as a human to figure out like who you are, like what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what you love to do, what you hate to do, because once you're aware, right, like, because a lot of you guys right now that are listening, like, you think all this sounds good, this is great, you know, and then you're gonna like, you know, how, how how do I do this? Oh, how do I become a marketing expert? How do I become an accounting expert? Listen, you're not going to be everything. You have to be super aware, first of all, like what you suck at, like, what do you like, what do you suck at? And what do you hate doing? That's like the first thing that you need help with. OK, because if you're doing any of those things in that bottom right quadrant of the delegate and elevate chart, like you got to stop like right now. And then we'll help you get to the point where like there's some stuff that you're good at that you hate doing. Sure, we can start working on that and then boom, and you'll get to a point where you like stuff and you're good at. You'll get a point to you don't even have to do that stuff anymore to where you're only doing the things that you love and that you're great at. But it all starts in that bottom right quadrant, getting rid of those things like you can't even. You can't even start until you get rid of those. You have to get rid of it, like smash it. That frees up capacity to then like absorb this information that we're talking about today, because some of you guys are doing everything and you guys can't even process this podcast after you hang up because you're on to do something else. So what I would recommend for the other guys that are thinking like, all right, I already know what that is and I'm ready to move. Like, those are the guys that are going to be taking action right away. You other guys, like go see a therapist, go do a disc assessment, go do a strength finders assessment. Figure out who you are as a human and what you're good at and ask your people. Have an open and honest, candid conversation with your, with your spouse, with your business partner, with your, your employees, with your kids, your, your, your mom and dad, like whoever that you trust and say, hey, just give it to me. What am I good at? What are my strengths? What do I suck at? What do, you, what do you, And then laugh about it. Have fun with it. Don't beat yourself up. Triple down on what you're good at and delegate what you're bad at. It's Okay. I promise. I know we weren't programmed that way. We were programmed to work through it and grunt and bear mm-hmm. it. And like, you know, Oh, we're Superman. Listen, that leads to a life of pain and suffering. And uh, there's no trophies at the end of the life to say that, like, you know, you know, you were, you know, you, you succeeded in all the stuff that you really sucked at in life. I
0: mean, there's yeah. no joy.
1: There's no joy in that. There's you know, no joy that- in that.
0: That's such a powerful point. Like it's okay to not be good at everything. And I think we fight that so much, right? Like, man, focus on your unique ability. You know, what are those two or three or four things in your business that you love doing that, that only you can do, right? So I'm doing one of them right now. It's having conversations like this with people like Benny. This is something that I love doing. And it's something that gives me energy. Focus on energy, right? like what gives you energy and what zaps your energy. So think about it that way. There's, there's, we know those things throughout the week. We're like, man, I hate doing those things. They zap my energy, but then things like this, like they give me energy. I'm going to get off this and go, you know, just like be, you know, super pumped up. Right. And positive. Um, But yeah, that, that's a big thing. Like understanding that you're not going to be good at everything and that's okay. And, And that's, that's how businesses operate, you know? awareness. It's all about awareness because you can't do anything. You can't change
1: anything until you're aware. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, man. That was fun. Um, that was good. Went well, a little longer that, than we thought. Ho- hopefully,
1: hopefully they're going to hang out. If you're still listening, if this makes it,
0: you guys are the good ones. If this makes it, yes, you are the ones. Hey, and if you're still listening, which you are, cause you're listening. Uh, watching, not gonna, you're not, you're not going to chop it out. No, no, that's good. Um, If you're still here, drop a comment or send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Hashtag awareness. Awareness. And send send us a message or comment below, above, sideways, left, right, wherever this video is or this audio is. And let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this. Like one nugget that you're going to take away and actually implement, right? Because this isn't, you know, like this isn't just rah-rah, right? This is like actually doing the work that's necessary to build the business that we wanted, that we dreamed of when we first started, right? And we have to be aware and get out of our own way. So let us know so we can help you out, right? And we're gonna we're gonna cheer for you. We're gonna root you on. Like we want you to win. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Nailed It Podcast. Don't forget to get your free training videos at contractordynamics.com.